All right, so here we go. Now I'm recording on my podcast, recording my podcast, and recording on my stream. Let's do it. All right, cool. So for we were talking about like spikes of internet. People are now um, using a lot on their home use and different hours of the day. Right, so I wonder if we can over subscriptions. See if I can just pull this up real quick. Oh, I think this one was a good one that I like. Um, and this kind of plays a little bit hand in hand of designing your network for a certain uh, what you're trying to do, right? So. Here we'll start realizing what ISP design their network appropriately. One, which ones undercut on prices, uh, came in lower, but then initially gave you terrible, more terrible internet. Um, this is kind of CenturyLink's argument for their um, the guy who's saying, "Yeah, we have DSL, but." It's it's not shared. I think that's what he said. I think that was his, his excuse was that it's not shared. Other places will give you cable um, and through coax, go internet through coax, and they're you're sharing it with a few other tenants. Um, yeah, whatever, bro. I just want DSL. Um, so. Understanding broadband performance factors, all uh, megabits per second are not created equal. Now, what does this pretty much mean? I'll give you guys the highlights a little bit. Um, there's a lot of technical jargon. So, okay, here's what it is. Because this is a paper about something else, but I remember reading this part. See, like ISP, ISPs are not recognized as a user, not given, uh, not access to the internet at the same time. Therefore, ISPs only subscribe to a portion of the network's total potential demand. For example, ISPs that has 1,000 subscribers with uh, 10 minutes per second service managed contract uh, for 100 megabits per second uh, connection rather than a maximum 10,000 internet connection. Its users might require uh, the ratio of the network's maximum potential demand on the contracted rates is its oversubscription ratio. For example, subscription ratio is 100 to 1. So if all the 100 people access the internet at the same time, we're screwed pretty much, right? So we have, uh, they have only a certain amount of bandwidth for the block. For example, you have a block of, um, uh, 20 buildings, you have only a certain amount of bandwidth uh, to be able to share through that because you only have so much runs and it costs to run more cable and just all that construction, all that, or even leasing out runs from like AT&T and these bigger providers that will be able to pay to rip out the streets 
Now, what does that mean for us? That means normally people don't use the internet at a high demand between 9 to 5. That normally people are not at their homes majority of the time. There's a few sprinkles in there, but there's not a lot of people doing it. They can actually, those, let's just say there's 20 people on the block, like I said. There's five homes that are people there, or the equi- uh, equivalent of five homes um, of usage. That's fine. Go ahead, use all you want, right? Because no one else is using it, you're fine. Now, what happens when all those 20 people are all using the internet at the same time, same devices. This is where this comes into play. Now, the ratio um let's see. Nice people on the internet access to the metro service over subscription ratio is ten to one or less in addition. Uh, the metro service is often contracted with specific connections. Rush hour during weekends. See at times, users will not notice oversubscription, while other times, oversubscription bring, brings the user's connection to a crawl. No different than traffic on the weekends versus traffic on the weekday rush hour. That's extremely important. It highlights my point that they're talking about like traffic and beep beep traffic, but this is true. Weekend traffic. Now is becoming weekday, seven days a week traffic, right? I mean, people will eventually get bored, but in my opinion, this isn't, well, they won't get bored, actually, correction. People are still doing, using the internet for work from home and all this stuff. So you're having seven days a week traffic. And what's probably happening now is that between Monday and Friday, you're having peak traffic, just high, high peak traffic. And on the weekends, it's probably dipping down and up back down again it's probably like this and then going up and back down because i think the traffic from the weekday is um internet voice um, video traffic weekend traffic is video just movies streaming and basic internet um i don't think it's uh the same type of traffic so I'm wondering if like the ISPs will release that information because you'll be able to differentiate that. You'll be able to, if they have the monitoring tool to do it, I'm pretty sure they do. Big organizations, right? Um, and, and this becomes an issue, right? If if uh, ISPs got to make the money and they got to make the most out of what they, uh, they can offer and deliver to a, an organization, I mean, to a... Uh, Customers, too, and also organizations. But usually, in organizations, they don't share too much. It's all direct connection for businesses, but for uh, residential, that's what costs so much money, right? You can have a right, three hundred uh, megabits per second a download speed, but still shareable. You're still sharing it at some point, and oversubscription will still hit you unless you have a dedicated connection, dedicated bandwidth of. That's why. Getting yourself at a, uh, a business dedicated line costs so much money in certain areas. In Los Angeles, it happens all the time where uh, the cost 
to get a dedicated connection in Pasadena could be a couple grand a month. And it's like, I don't know, 10 megabits per second. Like, why? Like, why, why does it cost so much money? Well, because um, we don't have the, the, the run there or there's no fiber running to the street. It's an older community. Da, 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 da. You know, it just depends. The newer the community, the cheaper it is because it's all, be, it's all going to fiber. So they're all doing the fiber runs. They have the, um, um, what are they called now? Pinouts. They have the available available uh, fiber optics to plug into and share and lease and even sell at some points, but and run their own lines just depends because I think I'm having for one of our locations, I'm having them run direct fiber to my building. So they're running it. They're not actually ripping up the street. They're leasing that line to from somebody else. And then I am uh, having them run fiber from the building up to the suite. So we have a day, it gets shared at this point. So from the suite, I wonder if I can do paint. Can I do paint on this? Maybe I can do physio. Oh, snaps. We'll get the di diagrams going. This is going to get wild. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, whoops. It's an organization. I'll try and try and do that. Basic. Basic. We're going to do basic here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. So. Wanna do oh, I guess I need more <laughs> This feels pretty nice right here. So here's the building. I guess we do it this way. Here's the building. All right. Now we need to run. This is a street. Boom. And the street runs one, two, right? There's like a bunch of cable. Oh, fuck. Well, actually, I'm not going to get that detail. I get real detailed on some of these. Okay. So this right here is, uh, AT&T. Right. So AT&T is saying, yeah, this AT&T on the street. Now, the vendor I had has no. Actually, I'll actually do this. 
And let's get the peripheral, the locations going here again. And let's actually make this. Oh, here it is. This is perfecto. So I know this is a data center. However, we're going to pretend this is the actual building of a suite. This is the suite itself, like in the second floor or third floor, fourth floor, whatever. So uh, stick with me here. Um, now we have ISP. Let's do something that you guys know, like um, Spectrum. You call Spectrum for some internet. Right. So, and they're saying that you calling me like, I want, I want a gig of internet. Um, one gig fiber. That's what you tell them. I want one gig fiber. So what they do is that they find out whether or not do they have from the street, do they already have lines coming from here to here? Is this, is this specific fiber run? Cause there's already a bunch of them. Do this one. Is this one? Is this one? Right. These are all different fiber connections. These are all different. Yeah. Usually, all for all these are fiber. All these are fiber connections. Some of them are leased to other people. Some of them are owned uh, by Spectrum or others. So AT and T usually or Verizon, some of the big carriers own the runs to the street. Now. The ISPs now, sometimes they go right behind AT&T and dig from where they dropped that, the fiber runs, dig a hole and then run. Okay, well, let's get 20, um, 20 runs from the street. And I'm forgetting there's a name for that. Like it's bugging me. Um, so from the street to the building, um, strands. All right, so we got like 12 strands. We, we want to get 12 strands. We're going to get 24, whatever. How many strands do we want to get to the, from here to the building for for this new building that like ISP, like as as this conception of the building itself is being built out at year, you know, one. And then the 20 years later, you come in and you contact Spectrum like, oh, yeah. And then now well, we only we don't have any more runs available. Right. In 20 years, we already used up all the runs that we purchased initially. Now we have to borrow. Now, AT&T does all kinds of strands to the street. Like, this is the street here. This is, this is street. All right, bam. Now, um, 
Now they're not gonna run more to the street. So once that's over, it's gone. Usually they're very conservative on how they. Uh, I actually don't even know the build out on how they plan on scaling. Um, but because um, it's totally possible they need to run more, and then they the building gets that big to the point of you know we need to run more cable or more fiber, so they tear apart the street and redo it. I don't see that. I don't see how they. I'm wondering. I, I've never been in that side of it. I've only been in this side where from business reach out to here, customer reach out to here, and the communication between here and here. Right? I only been part of that, not from there out. In any case, um, ISPs then contact AT and T. They say, well, we can sell you or we can lease you. Sometimes selling it's more expensive. Well, oftentimes that's what it is. And Spectrum, for example, will say, okay, we'll lease it for how long? And then they have their own negotiations completely um, independent from me. Now, I'm not involved in this as a customer anymore at this part of the stage. Now, they'll negotiate because Spectrum could say, look, um, how much for like a five-year deal or a 10-year deal? I can use the line for another customer anyways if this guy doesn't re- renew his lease. Da, 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 da. And they're like, okay, let's negotiate a price. This is a price point. Boom. Okay, great. Now, um, they come back to me and say, well, that costs you um, 1K a month. Right? And it's, it's relatively low price. It's a really low price, actually. But okay. now for a uh, three-year deal. Okay. Now I'm like, all right, okay, great. So what they do now is that they contact, they work with AT&T. AT&T runs strands here. AT&T works inside the building. This is on the basement floor. AT&T works with, with uh, Spectrum. They get up and running. They make sure that strand that they put their leasing is functional now. Boom, available to AT&T now hands off to Spectrum and says, um, your, your strand is now available. Your gigabit strand is now available. We allocated the bandwidth. It's tested. It's working now. It's handed off to you. Spectrum now is a deal with me. This is customer. And then I could be a representative. I can be an architect. I can be just a technician, depending on the the magnitude of the project, right? If I'm, yeah, a technician can totally handle this type of work from customer ISP. Now, the whole project itself is a, Maybe I won't argue a little bit higher. Uh, at least an experience of what you order and make sure you're ordering the proper um, setup, what you're making, ensuring that you're ordering something that's correct and you're not buying a, I don't know, something weird. You get some something wrong delivered. Um, but uh, in regards to customer, the spectrum, this is where the IT, internal house IT gets called because ISPs in a building and they want to make sure that they get the internet working at the rack room, right? And so typically a, a, a mid-level IT guy or whatever IT they can find, um, specifically the best preferred would be like a network administrator, um, network technician would help sometimes get access to the building when there's higher-ups aren't available, right? Uh, and they run Spectrum from the building basement. Usually it's in the basement on the floor, something like a parking lot garage. I'm in a parking lot garage is where they, they terminate here, run it all the way to the fifth floor and then mid floor and then down again for a suite, just depending on the hops. 
but for example make it easier so this is a basement floor suites one floor up now what spectrum is responsible for now and this is 100% theirs it's not leased this is physical hardware that they run that's owned by them from here to here this uh, single mode fiber uh, one bandwidth one gig one gig to customer uh, 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 uh. Single mode, one gig to customer. Now, they run this physical cable to the customer building. Um, now, in the customer building, this is the rack room. Like, they go into the rack room, they drop it there, they put a piece of hardware like... Like, uh, like this. Watch, well, this is a bad demonstration. Maybe if I can get you. Because uh, I do have something like that kind of. I mean, this isn't exact either, but it gives you, of course. Pull around one. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Equipment. All right. Get something like switch, and often depending on what you order, is what they'll give you, right? Sometimes they'll give you a switch. I've seen situations like that because they and they give you a big old ridiculous switch that you don't need, because um, you order possibly one or more fiber connections or something, and you want to do a few Ethernet handoffs. They give you a router. Um, sometimes a switch, and majority of the time it's just like a router. Uh, and what they do, a guy comes in here, plugs in his laptop to it, so he'll get his PC, and then the drop goes from this disconnection here, imagine that goes to here, and then what they do here is that he'll connect his router, I mean his... um. Yeah, PC to the router itself, and it functions. Okay, we're good. Then, then Spectrum hands off directly to you. This is all right. Like, now this is all you now. So, um, from here, you plug in. Um, blah, 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 blah. What would you plug in, guys? Uh, Uh, I think cause I did the basic network. <clears throat> do, 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 do. Hate how I don't have. My, because uh, I honestly didn't even think I was gonna do this, but I thought it was a good idea once I started doing it. 
firewall. So your firewall into your router, then your router into your firewall into a switch, and then you'll connect switch, boom, and then the rest to your network, right? Like this is to your network, but I should don't want to confuse you there. So that cable goes to your network and then go on and so forth. You got switch, you got servers, you got whatever. Now, the reason I brought this up is because if you lease here and it's a dedicated lease, because you can lease with multiple other tenants. So when Spectrum leases out to AT&T, they can say, well, I want to buy one, one gigabit connection, single mode fiber on this on this cable and they're saying okay great we're pushing out 10 we have a 10 gigabit connection and we'll give you one gig we have four other tenants they all get you one gig so you'll have a whatever whatever that math is the ratio is for that and set and based on their oversubscription ratio which is here right based on their oversubscription ratio is what they'll give you based on how many how many people can hop onto that cable run without oversubscribing a certain amount of time now businesses are different than tenants here at a like uh, apartment complex that I'm at however they still have a ratio that they they follow now when you're ordering something like how I ordered was a dedicated connection from here to here and here to here, we're not sharing anything until we get to the street. The street back, I don't know. There is no um, guarantee or at least specifics. Like, I, I don't know if like, I actually don't even know how much that will cost or what it will look like. Because then that goes into kind of like more like dark fiber, dedicated connection from one spot to another. And then where you're going to go, because at some point you have to share. Because this goes to something, there's more runs there. It's like a, da a switch center, like a big router room. And from from there, it switches the routes, it does all kinds of other stuff. And then you're, tr you're eventually sharing traffic, but the traffic will be hopefully big pipes. Now, that's what the concern is, right? So I, I'm, I'm going to... It's safe to assume that all ISPs and all that are designing their infrastructure to be able to withhold abundance amount of traffic. Now, it's 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 similar to IPv6, where IPv6 uh, they designed it in such a way that they thought there was no way at the time that like, there's no way we run out of IPs. Now we're running out of IPs, so <laughs> there is a point of where you're. Your belief was, and then now in reality, it's coming to reality where it is now. However, there is ways to mitigate that. There's like link aggregation. There's, I mean, there's there's ways to maneuver and plan, especially now on this day and age. Internet's clearly the future. IP is clearly the future. So it'll be, um, I think the word is behoove of us, right? Behoove. Uh, that word is fucking hilarious to me. But it'll be in our best interest to run more cable, run all of that um, in regards to holding out on not uh, the ISP game is hard, right? It's not physical. It's hard. So wireless is the future.
sharing wireless signal and all of that, that's in my opinion improving the radio signals for allowing us to have gigabit connection on your phone and just like anywhere you go, that's amazing. I think the only concern there would be uh, places like where I have concrete walls and steel and all that, uh, but then the cost for APs are just minimal for so a couple thousand dollars for like perfect internet where customers come in and they're not frustrated. That's amazing, right? But in any case, oversubscription, this is what it's all about. Um, this is how you avoid oversubscriptions by purchasing uh, some dedicated connection from the street and all of that, dedicated uh, fiber. However, you eventually still share traffic. So it's the ISPs. I think, you know, uh, we're relying heavily on them. They're an essential, essential, essential part of our communication, especially the more and more people start working from home. Is that the future? I'm hoping it is. Uh, but uh, for for this type of design here, this doesn't happen for your home, right? This is like thousands of dollars a month, and uh, we're, we're we pay a fraction of that, right? Normal uh, people pay a fraction of that, about a hundred to three hundred dollars. It's usually the cost that normal people pay. Uh, people people way less, like DSLs, um, thirty dollars a month, forty. It just depends if you bundle it with a cable and all that. I'm not talking about just straight internet. But, um, and this is a very low price for a dedicated fiber for a three-year deal. So, and most places don't even have the ability to do this. Some people don't even have fiber to the street. Well, no, they do. They all have fiber to the street. Oh, no, sometimes they have coax. Yeah, they have coax to the street and then run cable to your building. Some of them, there's no fiber in the area, I'm right. And there's no fiber in the area. And they're like, oh, we have this. We have we can get you cable instead, right? And it's, like, it's great, but still, the bandwidth that fiber allows you to do, even if you leased and shared it, the likelihood of you oversubscribing is uh, it's lesser than if you would if you have a coax. Like me, I can tell my internet has been doing terrible lately. Dog shit, terrible. Um, but and it's because of that. It's because of Weekend weekends are now becoming weekdays, and then weekends are. It's like it's like you're running your car at ten thousand RPMs, and then hopping to twelve and going back to ten. There's like no rest, and so I predict likelihood of some ISPs experiencing some outages at some point, um, systems that never got kicked in because of maybe um, low balancing or something. Um, start acting up and then crashing. Things happen. Things happen like that all the time. So uh, I expect that to occur if this continues. Um, but what I would suggest for the ISPs would be, all right, once all this kind of blows over, we'll plan now. But once we have the downtime, again, we start upgrading for this to happen again. Because in my opinion, I think that it's going to, Rise, 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 drop, and then slowly start rising again because I think companies are going to start steering towards that. So everyone's going to go quickly back to work and then slowly going back to remote work because everyone's going to go back. Yeah, hey, can I go back to work remotely? Can I go back to work remotely? Especially if this carries on for longer than a month or two. All right. So, <clears throat> so okay, cool. I think I'm going to end it there. It was pretty fun. I like the whole uh, showing you guys this. This is real cool. Um, 
this was hard for me to understand reading a book because I read about this when I was in college, but I didn't really fully understand it until I actually was physically there walking with the technician, the ISP technician. I thought they were gods. I'm like, this is dope. You know, like I was like new. And like I said, that's why I said the mid-level to network admins or technician types to work with the customer, like from here to here, because that's what I, this is why I started from making sure that the spectrum guy, after the order was placed, I didn't place the order. The spectrum guy talked to higher level up guy for me or girl, whatever. And I was a technician called on site. I was a field engineer, field technician to show up with the ISP to make sure he did his job and I connected to the firewall. And I made sure our firewall was working, everyone was good, our customers were good, and then we're fine. But in some cases, I would help the ISPs from here to here on not just in the building, but physically find the cable runs. And this will be not fiber, but it'll be copper, right? These DSL lines that they run, they're, they're, bar, they're using tag megabits per second, right? And they're paying a lot of money for it. I'm talking about $600 sometimes, a month, more, depending on the location. LA is crazy. Um, and we're, we're testing cable. We're trying to find it. So sometimes I'll assist them to here. And then here to here, it's, it's all AT&T. You don't even touch them. But in order to find AT&T, it's not hard to have like these big, you know, the you'll find the the MPO or uh, uh, for, for, for AT&T and Verizon because they'll have like big blocks that say AT&T on it. So it's like not hard to miss. Uh, it's hard to miss. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, cool. I hope you guys enjoyed this. So what's looking like is I stream in the morning and then I post it at night. So by the time it's edited, because like my computer is slow. It's, well, it's not slow. It's not built for anything i'm doing right now <laughs> so uh i'm i'm gonna be once kind of um the hecticness kind of goes away i'll start building out my uh, my computer that i'll be able to kind of just pump a lot of these videos out but i'm gonna be compiling this video and then uploading into youtube later on tonight so you see that the video of yesterday's stream um is up now just just finished doing it in the morning so it's up this one's going to be shorter, so hopefully it'll be faster to get it uploaded. So really appreciate your time, you guys, and getting some coffee with me. Um, so take a look, the itblog.info. Go ahead and check that out, that website. It has all my podcasts in there. This one's going to be on all audio on that podcast as well. So hope you enjoy it. Peace. All right. Small meeting at eleven.